Pioneers. We are in season three, Through the Eyes of Men, Fatherhood. And I don't know if you guys have been blessed by this, but I have been so blessed to just hear all of these men talk about fatherhood and to get an inside peek because I feel like through society sometimes, fathers get a really bad rep. So to hear all of these fathers only not only talk about themselves, but to call other fathers out and to pull them up. It has just been blessing me. And today we have on here one of my favorite teachers ever, Mr. Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Ms. Shala. Thank you for, for inviting me. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I am 51 years old. I'm a father of two. I have a, a daughter that's 27. And I have a son that'll be 22 in a couple months. Um, I'm a grandfather. Um, I have a four-year-old, four-year-old granddaughter, and a soon-to-be one-year-old uh, granddaughter as well. Um, I'm an engineer. Um, work as a, as a network engineer. Uh, work in the telecom field. Um, prior to that, I was a teacher um, in Katy for eight years. And prior to that, I was 16 years in corporate America is all different types of engineers um, and graduated from Preview and I'm a godly man and I'm just happy to be here. Oh, we're so glad to have you and I cannot wait to jump into this. <laughs> all right. First question. What is fatherhood? Well, uh, pretty good question. Um, I believe fatherhood involves uh, nurturing uh, young young people, uh, supporting young people, uh, also disciplining young people, mm -hmm. uh, shaping shaping and molding them. And it doesn't necessarily, in my definition, this doesn't necessarily have to be uh, biological kids. Mm -hmm. uh, it could just it just says I was a teacher. Um, I looked at that as a way of fatherhood with with my students. Mm -hmm. So I I attest uh, to that. <laughs> <laughs> good good. What are some generalizations about fatherhood that need to be shut down? Uh, there's not a lot of good fathers out there. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've heard that. I mean, that's that's yeah. been the buzz for forever. And so, um, what I've learned is that that there is a lot of good fathers out there. Uh, we're just not recognized, um, and we we typically focus on the negative rather than the positive side of things. Mm -hmm. So, kind of understand where the generalizations come from, but it's not cool. Yeah. Is fatherhood challenging and why? Uh it has a, it has very rewarding at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um there's a lot of responsibility. Uh, the way God made it is for uh men to be the head of the household mm -hmm. and and comes with that is a lot of responsibility. And so um having to be a rock most of the time, even when mm -hmm. things are not going well. Yeah. Uh, everything kind of trickles down or kind of starts with the father. If he falls apart, then typically the rest of everybody mm -hmm. else kind of falls apart as well. Mm -hmm. So I would say that's pretty, the pretty challenging part of yeah. it. Is your father in your life and how has that affected your fatherhood? Um, he's not active, active in my life. I didn't meet my dad until uh, I was a senior in high school and mm -hmm. really only contact really now just kind of like holidays and stuff like that uh -huh. and catching, catching up. But um, by him not being around, actually, I think made me uh, a better father because um, I made a <clears throat> I made a, a oath to myself when I was younger that whenever I had kids, I was always going to be there for them. And mm -hmm. so 
yeah. uh, that's kind of been my kind of been my thing to hang on, hang my hat on. Was being a dad your plan or was it God's? Uh, that's a good question. That's a funny question, actually. Uh, you know, God, I believe, has has all predestined us yeah. to be to be a dad. Uh, but the timely part of it, uh, <laughs> I think. I think uh, the, the timely part of it probably wasn't God. It was probably more more my time and more than God's time. Yeah. If, 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 you, if you can read between yeah. the lines. <laughs> Have you and your spouse ever had to deal with the miscarriage or stillbirth, and how did that affect you? No, I'm glad we have not. Um, mm-hmm. And I raise up those who, in prayer for those who have, and that's pretty difficult to deal with. But no, we haven't had to experience that. Do you have a good slash close relationship with your kids? Absolutely. Absolutely. Made, made it a point that we had a close relationship and a good relationship. We're, we're yeah. real hard to make sure we had that. Yeah. Do your What do your kids do that soften your heart? Um, when they just see them smile with joy and their hugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are primary things. How did you deal with disobedience physically and emotionally? Uh, for my kids, dis- uh, disobedience with my kids. Yes. Um, I always start off by listening and always trying to hear their side of the story about things before mm-hmm. uh, I reacted and trying to put in any type of um, disciplinary actions. Um, and so if it did turn out that they were disobedient, um, you know, my son, he would, he was, a, he was a little challenged at times. So he would, he would get some, he would get some spankers on the bottom, yeah. on the bottom, uh, nothing, nothing like abuse or anything like that, yeah. but, uh, just a little tap warnings. Uh, yeah. my daughter, she, she was very sensitive. So, um, you didn't have to, you just call, you just talk to her and, and things yeah. would make sense and, and, um, explain why you, while I was doing them or disciplining them and help making sure they understood why. And so uh, that's kind of how I handled all of that dis- the disobedience type yeah. of stuff. But I had, I had pretty good kids, so it wasn't like a, a lot of occasions that yeah. I had to do all that. Yeah. What are you trying to, or what do you want to instill in your son? Um, to be a kingdom man. And, mm-hmm. and when yes. I say king, you know, it's, it's a lot of people say to be a man, but to me, I think it's a difference of being a man versus a kingdom man. Yes. And so, and so, basically, just falling under authority uh, of God and and following His lead, and then once you follow and you're in a line with God, then He puts everything that's under your authority in line, also. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's kind of kind of one of one instilling Him. And what were you trying to instill in your daughter? Um, some something similar. Of course, they have two different roles as a male and a female. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, uh, respect um, to be a hard worker, um, and, and and to be a godly woman, and mm-hmm. and to pray and to pray about. You know, they both of them used to come to us all the time with, with issues and problems. And mm-hmm. you know, as a young kids, you know, we we me and my wife we try to direct them as best as possible. As, but as they got older. We want to steal in both of them to go to God first. Yep. Did you pray about it? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love my mom, but she gets on my nerves. She acts, she, she, me, um, my middle sister, she's starting to get that more from my mom now that she's in college. But mm-hmm. oh my gosh, every time I cut in my mind, she was like, Well, did you talk to God about it? And I'm like, Fine. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, that's where it starts. <laughs> what are some unspoken promises, principles, characteristics, etc., that you wanted them to grasp just by watching you? Um, definitely how a man should treat a woman mm-hmm. in, in that regards to like my wife. And I used to think of it from what I, what I wanted my son to see, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't realize until a little bit later how important it was for my daughter to see uh, the yeah. exact same thing. So mm-hmm. uh, that's probably one of the biggest the biggest things for for that area. How do you incorporate your walk with Christ into your parenting? Um, I have been. Um, convicted several times on how I was parenting my kids early on as a father and God reminded me a few times what if I was as hard as you are on them as you Mm -hmm. what if I was as hard as you on you as you are on them Mm -hmm. and so they kind of changed my perspective of of, of things and kind of started looking more through God's eyes more rather than my eyes how do you balance work, spouse, ministry, kids in your own personal walk with God? Um, it's always a challenge. Um, but one thing I do is first just try to take one day at a time. Yeah. Um, and then I always start my day off with with daily with some meditation. Yeah. Um, I've learned that starting my day off that way, the day smooths itself out. Mm-hmm. You know, and I may I may plan and write down a whole bunch of things that I think I need to do for that particular day, but then when I ask God to direct my plans that morning, um, I sometimes I, I end up pushing things off to the next day that that mm-hmm. I thought was that really really important had to be done that day, but maybe then later on I just realize okay mm-hmm. it's not as important, so I push it off to that next mm-hmm. day or the next week or whatever, but then I look back and say that was God's way of allowing me to plan out my day. You know, yeah. I, I put it on, I put it on paper, but then I, I handed it over to him to say, Hey, mm-hmm. you get rid of the things that you don't want mm-hmm. me to do and, and mm-hmm. give me the strength to do the things I need to do. Yeah. So good. What challenges do you have as the head of house and how did you overcome them? Um, what challenges, um, just kind of learn how to be the head of household. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah. I said, my father, my father wasn't around, um, growing up. So, so a lot of things I had to learn through yeah. trial and trial and error, I guess you can say, yeah. um, from, from mistakes and, you know, learning from those mistakes and, uh, having a family that was, um, receptive to my apologies and, and being able to pick myself back up and, yeah. and not, not hang on to the mistakes I made and just try to improve mm-hmm. on it and move forward. That's, that's, that's the biggest challenge. Yeah. What falls through the cracks because of whatever is happening on a daily basis? What area are you slacking in? Uh, taking care of myself the most. Mm-hmm. I, I, typically, yeah. I typically put everybody and everything in front of my personal needs and wants. Yeah. And, um, so I would say, you know, 
I'm not saying I'm lacking, but I would say that's probably the area that suffers the most um, mm-hmm. because I, I just want to make sure everybody else is good. That's what's most important to me. Yeah. Do you find yourself overcompensating in any way for any reason? Yeah. Um, you know, by my my dad not being around, um, you know, I just trying to go over and beyond and make sure that we yeah. have a good relationship with my kids. So um i've learned i've learned not to be too much or mm-hmm. overcompensate because i don't want to be too much to my kids where i end up pushing them away yeah. instead of mm-hmm. making them closer so yeah. uh just, just finding that right balance was was the mm-hmm. was the key to that what do you do on the days you want to quit <laughs> pray um and then i think about who is depending on me mm-hmm. and take that very serious and then also remember that you know even through the hardest times i can always recall on some times that may be a little harder mm-hmm. and and god will remind me of those times to say okay if you made it through that you can make it through this so, mm-hmm. who has helped support you through your journey as a father uh, I would say my wife uh, is probably my biggest biggest supporter, yeah. and I think even some of the things her approach from some of the support I may not have always been cool with. Yeah. Uh, but she came from a different perspective because she grew up with her dad, and mm. so she yeah. would she would be able to tell me, "Hey, my my dad used to do this," and yeah. I used to take it defensively. You know, yeah. as if she was comparing or or saying that I wasn't a good father or whatever, mm-hmm. but I realized there was some lessons to be learned from from her experience. Yeah, so good. You've worked hard for what you have: your money, your assets, your four hundred one k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to three million dollars in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Is a spiritual father as important as a biological slash at-home father? Absolutely. I mean, if you can get uh, different channels to be fed from, then... Uh, I think the more the merrier, um, you know, because sometimes your kids don't always listen to the home father, mm-hmm. you know, although although we may yeah. tell them the same thing that um, uh, a spiritual father may tell them, just, yeah. just the fact that it's coming from someone and probably someone that they respect because of their spiritual father, mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, it, it, it sinks in better. So I think they're both important. What do you wish you were told about fatherhood beforehand? Um, what was I wish I was told before fatherhood beforehand? The kids, when your kids, were gonna always listen to the advice that you give them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to swallow. But yeah. um, you know, everybody got to live their own life and, and travel along their own path and journeys. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing I had to learn, but wish somebody would have told me that first. <laughs> what is one thing you wish you were told by your father? Uh, 
many things. Um, you know, I don't even yeah. know if there's anything that just being told, just just being there, so I could see mm-hmm. what it what it meant what it meant to be a father. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, What is one thing you were told by your father that you use often? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Sadly, but nothing. Yeah. Yeah. What's one thing you want to tell other fathers? Um, To stand up and take the the role seriously. And like I say, I think a lot of men feel like they have to do it on their own. But I think that's partial because may not be aligned properly under God and his authority. And then I think once you're aligned in that way, I'm not saying everything becomes smooth, but there's more guidance and more support that you're going to get from the man above that you probably didn't think you had, you know, strength and wisdom and stuff like that. So that would be, that would be it for me. Yeah. What do you tell your kids often? Uh, I love them, yeah. you know, and I'm proud of them. And um, you know, take one day at a time. I tell them that a lot, and I tell them um, we used to have a little family motto, and I still tell them this: is uh, do your best and forget the rest. Mm. So I remember you saying that in school. Oh, uh, do you? <laughs> yeah. Thing is powerful. Thing is powerful. It is. And one one thing more now that I've been telling them more that I talk to them as they're as they're older is to to be in the now, be in the moment. Yeah. Don't worry about the past so much. Don't worry about the future so much. Mm-hmm. But but put put a lot more energy into the now. Yeah, definitely. What do you think needs to be talked about more as it pertains to fatherhood? Um, kind of what I've been alluding to. Um, throughout this conversation is the alignment uh, with, with God mm-hmm. and how important that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I read the um, book called Kingdom Man by uh, Tony mm-hmm. Evans. Yeah. Uh, he has two. He has two, two. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm older. Like I said, I'm 51. And I just read both of those books within the last uh, two years. Yeah. And it's really changed my perspective and helped me understand more my purpose as a man, as a kingdom man. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so um, I, I, I think that's kind of where we need to, the direction we need to be headed. Yeah. It is, it's so funny you say that because that's been my heart for so long. And it's as of recently, like my heart's on fire for men and to just see men step up into the authority and the power and the position that God has called them. And mm-hmm. for us as society and as women to, to give them that space to do that, to be the leaders, to be the head of house, to be the husband, to be the father, to be boss or whatever it is. Like, I'm not saying we can't have women empowerment, but like, why are we pulling down men in order to push up women? Or, I mean, it's just. (sighs) Because I think, I think a lot of people, a lot of things have gotten out of, I keep going back to the alignment. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you, but if you follow the way God lays it out in the Bible, yeah. Uh, one thing that Tony Evans talked about is that, um, and this may be a question you're going to ask me, but 
a lot of responsibility. And I don't know all the Bible verses, but Tony Evans was, was kicking him out to him one day and saying he was pointing the verse after verse after verse that the man, the father, is yeah. primarily the one responsible for raising the kids. Yeah. But but really in society, that's kind of yep. and a lot of and a lot of men have viewed now have had the perception that yeah, it's the woman's job to take care of the kids. Yeah. But if you look biblically, it, it's not it's not it's not designed that way. And then, so then you ask, people will ask the question, well, what is the woman supposed to do? What was she designed to do? She's a helpmate. Helper, yep. <laughs> She's a helper, you know yep. what I'm saying? And, that, and, that's, and that's no, that's no, because I'm, I'm pro-women, I'm pro-women, I'm pro-women. So there's no, yeah. um, any cross to any type of woman. I'm just saying the way God designed it. And it doesn't mm-hmm. mean a man's ruling with an iron hammer. It, yeah, that's, exactly. not, that's not what I mean yeah. at all. But you want to know what's funny? I mean, even if you look at like some of the similar problems, it is very common. You see a lot of people who don't have dad in their life. It's not saying that they can't, but it's very hard for them to accept and understand and submit to God because they never had to do that to a physical earthly father. So to do it to one that they can't really see or touch, one that's not tangible, they struggle with it. And it's like, And there's so many other things psychologically. There's so many other wounds that are directly tied to dad not being in the home and dad not being not just in the home, but head of the home. When the dynamics are off, just like you said earlier, like everything is off. And it's it's been burning my high for like the last (laughs) two years of my life. (laughs) Well, you know, a lot of people blindly may not see at times is that if they don't submit to the God above, they're going to submit mm-hmm. to some, some other type of God. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. the, the other God could be drugs. The other God could be sex. The other, the other yeah. God could be shopping. It could be your job, your job, your title. You know, it could be in, in some other type of form. So yeah. I, I think that one way or the other, of course, we should be believing in a higher God. But I think yeah. if you don't, or if you're not aligned properly, you're going to find some type of God mm-hmm. in a different type of form. Yeah. Oh, so good. Do you think there is a lack of fathers and why? Do I think there's a lack of fathers? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I do. I do. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I think there's a lot of a lot of good fathers, a lot of great fathers. Uh, but I think that a lot of fathers have submitted to kind of what I was saying a few minutes ago mm-hmm. that, you know, we're not responsible for, mm-hmm. you know, raising the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we kind of, we've lost our, for whatever reason, we've lost our kingship. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and so a lot of us don't even think that we're kings or know that we're kings. Jesus, and so, yeah. um, you know, so if you don't have that thought process, then your action is going to follow that. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I definitely think it's like fathers. Oh, what is your hope for your future as a father, and what is your hope for your kids? Um, continue for me, uh, continue to grow, uh, continue to learn, yeah. Um, to 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 stay focused on being aligned. Um, my hope for kids, like I mentioned earlier, is for them to to develop that same type of relationship with God, yeah. um, and of course to be successful in, in whatever they 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 decide to do in their lives, mm-hmm. and careers, and families, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Do you think this generation of fathers have things harder or easier than you had them? 
Um, I don't necessarily think one is harder than the other. I think both eras have their set of challenges. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just different. You know, my generation, um, and I'll speak for what I kind of went through, um, it's just, you know, the lack of finances, um, the lack of fatherhood around, um, the lack of resources because probably the, the lack of finances. Um, the, the lack of some of the opportunities mm-hmm. uh, that the fathers have now, uh, but now you know the fathers have opportunities. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot, there's a lot more things that they're facing with so, the social media and mm-hmm. uh, just the show, social pressures and yeah. coming in all different, di- di- all different directions. Uh, mm-hmm. And then not them not having having fathers around or mm-hmm. and or them being young fathers because I, I feel there's mm-hmm. a lot more younger fathers now than there were younger fathers back then yeah you know, if you and not to be wrong on the statistics but uh it just seems that way yeah and so i think just think both both errors um i don't think one's easier or harder than other just different challenges yeah what is something that you have to say to this generation of men and fathers um, like I was saying earlier, let's let's understand our purpose and our role as men. Um, and I think once we start to understand our purpose, um, then things just start starts to make more sense. And yeah. then you find you find when you, you know, things you find your purpose, and it makes more sense to you. Then it increases your hope, and that just yeah. gives you more livelihood and be a better person at home and you're within your home within your community within and within mm-hmm. the church and then all that spills over to the to the world so mm-hmm. um but it all starts with us is it, men what is something you have to say to this generation of women and mothers um also understand what it says in the bible about the role of a, of a woman yes and um you know it's 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 I know I keep beating this alignment, but you know, it's, you know it says that for us mm-hmm. as men to be aligned with with God and the, the church, mm-hmm. and so I think a lot of times women have a hard time following men because the men are not mm-hmm. properly aligned. Mm-hmm. So I think, Jeez. so I think if a woman sees a man that's trying to be aligned and following Jeez. Christ. Things might not always look rosy at the time, but mm-hmm. if he's headed in that direction, you can see that in him. Like I wouldn't want to give up on that dude versus yeah. mm-hmm. versus another cat that may not even have have yeah. a clue, you know. So um, good. So and, and and for mothers, uh, women and mothers, um, just staying strong. Uh, it's a lot of obstacles for for women that I've learned. Uh, being married to my wife, the, the challenges that women go through. I mean, you've mm-hmm. always heard stuff, but to really have an inside ear mm-hmm. to, so, to to someone who has a a, a big voice, yeah, uh, it, it makes me aware, and and I'm very um, like just like to really encourage women to to stand up and not yeah. bow down. Okay, yeah. and then and then the, and I think the hard this is the hard part. It's maybe a hard thing to swallow for women and and, and mothers. If I say women for or spouses, yeah. is that as long as your man is is aligned properly, 
a woman's one of a woman's responsibility is to respect her her husband. Mm-hmm. And if that man if that man doesn't feel respected, then he's not happy. He's not being fulfilled, and the things mm-hmm. just get kind of get ugly. So it's a it's always a two way street. But I think a lot of women forget about what it says in the Bible about respecting a man. I mean, when a man feels disrespected, it's 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 bad. Mm-hmm. And you just and you can see that being men being disrespected by other men. Yeah. So just, mm-hmm. so just imagine if you're being respected by being disrespected by your spouse. That's yeah. that, that hurt. Mm-hmm. That hurts for a woman. Period. That hurts. Mm-hmm. So. so so good so good i wish i had more questions oh, so <laughs> oh well with that pioneers and beautiful people that concludes the end of this episode mr bobo thank you so much this was so good yes, and guys yes, go ma'am. to the website go to the patreon like follow share subscribe and you guys take this and run with it you go pray go ask god to give you wisdom and to understanding to help you change not only your life but to change your community and to change the world and with that we say bye pioneers bye beautiful people